am Miss Penny, and this is <laughs> and this is Debbie Rowley, our first through third grade coordinator. And, and we just had the absolute privilege of getting to hang out with your kids in missions this week and encouraging them to bring in our pennies for our awesome missionary family. And along with that, we wanted to give you an update from last year's Penny Project. You guys were absolutely incredible in bringing in all your pennies last year for the Meeker family from Croatia and being able to get them a new crew cabin for their camp ministry. We were able to bring in over $6,300. So thank you guys so much for your incredible generosity. And the Meekers just recently sent us a video showing this new crew cabin. So we would love to show that to you guys. In order to play video, we need to say, hit it, guys. So kids, let's show our parents on the count of three. One, two, three. Hit it, guys. Things are changing at the DPB house. And we want to say thank you to Calvary Church Vacation Bible School. Last year you joined us in a huge project of collecting pennies so that we could build the new crew cabin. And I'd like to show you what is happening here at DPB. Thank you for partnering with us and making the crew cabin a reality. That's awesome. That shows what can happen when all of us bring our pennies and put them together we can bring in over $6,000 to help missionaries around the world. And this year, I had the privilege of serving in missions with our missionary family from Moldova. And we are co we're collecting pennies to help with a project over in Moldova. They are very involved with ministry to orphans in Moldova every day. Kids from three years of age through sixth grade would come in and learn from our missionaries about life in Moldova. Life in Moldova is kind of different. Moldova is a much smaller country. Moldova is the poorest country in Europe. And although it's a very small country, there are 100,000 orphans there. They are not so different from the kids here in America. They want a loving home. They want enough food to eat. They want a place, a safe and secure home to live in. And most of all, they want to know that Jesus loves them. And every penny that your kids brought in this year was going to help the ministry that the Ruski family has there in Moldova because they're building transition homes 
two transition homes, one for girls and one for boys, and our pennies are going to help to buy furniture for those homes. I want to introduce you to the family right now so that you can hear from them. We have Oleg and his wife Marina and Esther, Karina, and Mark, and they want to share with you from their hearts this morning. Thank you so much. Thank you, Debbie. This is great. Praise the Lord that we are back at Calvary. It's really, it's an honor to be back at Calvary. We feel like at home. Calvary family is a real family. Thank you so much for giving us such an honor. You know, 14 years ago, God blessed me in a, an amazing way. I've got to meet one of the most beautiful girls on the planet for me. And that girl changed my life. She, I didn't know that she was an orphan. But I knew that God is her father. Then when we, you know, we've got more closer to each other, realized she has no father and no mother. But she became a wife and she became the mother for my kids. And I thank God for my beautiful wife. That stirred up in our hearts the passion and we felt the calling to be able to go and minister to the children in the orphanages. Kids that have been abandoned by their parents, kids that don't have a loving home. So we've been serving 10 years already. We've been serving 22,000 children. We have at the, at the moment 100,000 children in Moldova that have been abandoned and have nobody to love on them. So... We're honored to be able to say thank you, kids, thank you, parents, for making possible some of this, what you see on the pictures, a home. To make a home possible with furniture and everything, with beds for girls like, you know, you see on the pictures. Girls that can learn skills, boys that can learn skills, how to make it from day to day to day tomorrow. Learning how to tailor, to learning how to use computers, learning English as a second language. You know, to be able to go into the orphanages and serve children like you see on the photo. They give out of what have been given to them. And the stories of boys and girls like these kids that you see on the photo. Kids that, you know, mom doing a hole in the head and the head with a hole where this boy whose father threw a cigarette and burned his face and his arm. You know, to be able to bring them to our church, to bring them into our transitional home, to love on them. Shake hands with the most burned hands you can ever shake. But to be able to hug them and say to them, we love you. And to also lead them into, you know, to, into a living and a special experience of, you know, life with Christ. And then they have the honor to baptize them. You know, to be in the river with them. And to be able to proclaim God's love upon them and them to make this covenant with Jesus. This is our excitement. This is our passion. This is what we live for. Is to see the orphans find their best friend in Jesus, thank you so much for loving on Moldova. Thank you, kids, for loving the children of Moldova. And so many pennies were brought in this week that we are still counting, but we know that we'll be able to give the Ruskies thousands of dollars in being able to furnish these transition homes. So thank you guys so much for your incredible generosity that you've shown this week in bringing in all of your pennies. Yeah. Let's pray for the Ruskies right now. 
Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to partner with this family and their ministry to those children who need to know that Jesus loves them. Father, we pray that you would use the money that we've brought in to bless these children, that they would come to know you as their Savior and live for you and equip them with the skills that they need. Please provide for the Ruskies as well. Give them a safe trip as they journey back. And we also pray that you would open our hearts to what you want to teach us from your word this morning. We thank you for the freedom to worship you and pray that all of us would be open to what you want to teach us now as Pastor Matt opens the word for us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. And see you in the back at the table. Hey, good morning. I was just sitting there in the front row watching and I turned to Pastor Dave and said, I'm going to have to kick it up a notch. He was exciting. Um, hey, thank you for being here. Uh, if we haven't met, my name is Matt Davis. I'm the marriage and family pastor here at Calvary. Uh, normally my hair is a little darker, but for VBS, anything goes. So we're going to have fun. I'm going to be blonde for the summer. Um, I, I want to tell you that this is a group effort. Whether you were here this last week or whether you were running and buying all of the Jello cups that Smart and Final had this week, we appreciate it. And I'm thankful to be part of this community and this body. Um, we are actually right in the middle of a series. We've been going through the book of Romans this year. And uh, we started out with the first 11 chapters of Romans and we called it Set Free. Talking about the, the theology of Paul is writing this letter to a group of people called the Romans. And, and he's trying to tell them all of the great things that Jesus Christ has done to set us free from our sin and from the bondage of death. And, and since we have come into now chapters 12 and moving forward is what we're looking at this summer, um, we're talking about living free because it's not just about being set free, but we actually have to take the choice of whether or not we want to live free in the, the freedom that Jesus Christ has given us. Um, so I want to just take a few minutes this morning and give you a synopsis of a little bit of the backstory of what we've been talking about this week at VBS, the story behind and the passion behind what we want to do. And, and so we're going to look at that. And, but actually, we're going to look at another one of Paul's letters, just from a different angle. But Paul is still talking about it, this concept of freedom. And I want you to go to the book of Galatians. And so as we're doing that, and we'll be in Galatians chapter 3, and we'll jump up to chapter 5. But I, I want you to just hear about this, this idea of of the zoo and, and what is it like to be in the zoo? I'm calling the message today, get out of the cage. Um, some of us are, are stuck in our cages, but do you remember the excitement as a child of getting to go to a zoo? I remember as a child um, taking a trip. It, it's the, my first zoo experience. We went to the LA Zoo as a family. I hear one of our little monkeys needing to get out right now. It's okay. <laughs> Let him free, set him go. Um, but parents, you understand that sometimes we're in the car and you have to come up with games to like make the trip go, right? And so we, we played the alphabet game. How many of you guys played the alphabet game in your cars, right? So you, you're looking at the signs and you start with A, right? And you're hoping like, okay, we see, oh, there's Avenue, I got A. And it's a little bit of a competition to see who can get to Z. And for whatever reason, you just never finish the game, right? We always stop somewhere around, we get stuck at Q, right? Because there's not a lot of streets named Q. And I remember being in the car with my family and uh, looking and... And we're going, and we got all the way up to Y, and I remember my mom turning around, and I'm in the back seat saying, and my dad and I were both tied on Y. And she turns around, and she says, and I wasn't thinking about this as a young child, but we're going to the zoo. Zoo starts with Z. 
we're going to see a sign pretty soon with his... Got it. All right. So I was waiting and I was watching and we came around the corner and I, I, I'm thinking that it's one of those moments that, you know, like dad is going to hopefully let me finish off the game and win as a six-year-old. And we come around the corner and I see Los Angeles Zoo and I scream out, Zoo! I found it! And I won the game and it's the first and only time that anybody has ever finished the alphabet game in the history of the game in the car. You go to the zoo and there's the excitement of seeing the animals. And as a kid, it's, it's fascinating. You see these animals because we, like, we see cats and dogs as our normal life. But you see giraffes and tigers and bears and it's amazing. As you get older, you start to have a little bit more. It, it, it changes from the fascination of getting to see the animal to more of the compassion of the poor animals locked in a cage. And it starts to feel a little bit sad, right? Like... You just want to go in and set it free, but run away so it doesn't eat you, right? <laughs> I want us to understand that freedom is outside of the cage. If you are an animal and you are stuck in the zoo, you want freedom. And freedom is not that place inside the cage where you're just, man, this is really great. I think I'm going to set up shop here for the rest of my life. There's a passage here in, in Galatians. Paul is talking about, look, you've had the law. There's laws and all these rules that you had to follow. And that, that was good for a time, but we want you to be set free. And Jesus came so that we might be set free. And in Galatians chapter 3, verse 22, it says, But the scripture has shut up everyone under sin, so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. We have been shut up in our sin, and we don't have that freedom. The freedom comes through Jesus Christ. Freedom is outside of the cage, but we were not born into freedom. There's this concept, there's something called original sin. Um, and I, I have an outline, it's in the bulletin that hopefully you received when you came in, so you can follow along, but I put some scriptures in there. A concept called original sin, or our sin nature. And one of those passages is Psalm 51, it says, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, in sin, and in sin my mother conceived me. This idea that we were, because of Adam and his sin, that we were born into a fallen world and we have sin inherent in us. And that's why... We almost cannot help, but we sin. Everybody has sinned, and we all fall short of God's glory. And so we have come to this place where we have sin in us, and that works its way out. And we look at our lives, and we look at our lives, and we think, life inside the cage, it might look like freedom, it might smell like freedom, but it's not freedom. Christ died to set us free. Now, I want you to understand this. One of the things that we talked about as we were brainstorming for VBS was a story that I ran across. And, and we have a few of these, there's these books. Here's one, 104 questions children ask about heaven and angels. One of the questions I remember asking as a child was, if I go to heaven, am I going to get bored? Because what I was told growing up, and maybe some of you have felt the same way, you've heard the same thing, that heaven is going to be one really long worship service. Right? Have you heard that before? There's some of you as adults, you're even talking, right, thinking to yourself, yeah, is that what it's going to be? Because what if I don't like the songs? What if it's too loud and there's lots of drums? But anyway, <laughs> I have a feeling that in heaven there'll be earplugs, but we'll be okay. 
We started off with this idea, and there's, there's, a, there's a, a writing. Um, there's a guy named Larry Libby, and he wrote this story called Someday Heaven. And, and he, he tells this story about a bird in the cage. So I, I want to tell you a little bit about this story. I, imagine, like some of you have a bird cage of some kind. Some of you have hamsters. You have these animals. Their entire existence is inside this cage. And you look at them, and we have animals at our house. We have a chicken coop. We have rabbit hutches, and they're in there. And sometimes I just look at them, and I think, well, they get fed, and they have pretty much everything they need. They've made a home in there. But every once in a while, you put yourself in the animal's shoes, and you think, like, I bet you would be really great if they just could bust out of there, right? Well, Larry Libby, he writes this, and I want you to picture this. He says, imagine you are a little bird that lives in a tiny cage made of rusty metal, and inside your cage, you have a food dish. A little mirror, a tiny perch that you can swing on. Then one day, some kind person takes your cage to a big, beautiful forest. Now the forest is splashed with sunlight. Proud, towering trees cover the hills and greenery as far as you can see. There are gushing waterfalls and babbling brooks and bushes drooping with their flowers and trees with leaves swaying in the breeze and glistening sky to fly in. And besides all these things, there are millions of other little animals hopping from one little green limb to another, eating their fill, raising their little families and singing their hearts out all day long. Now, little bird, can you imagine wanting to stay in your cage? Can you imagine saying, oh, please don't let me go. I will miss my cage. I'll miss my little food dish with seeds in it. I'll miss my little plastic mirror and my tiny little perch to swing on. I might just get bored in that great big forest. Larry Libby finishes and he says, that would be silly, wouldn't it? And it would be just as silly to think that there is more freedom inside the cage than outside. I think a lot of us at times, we live inside the cage and we're kind of comfortable and we just kind of get used to our life as normal. We even are comfortable with our sin and our habits and we think, it's okay in here. I don't, I don't need heaven. I don't need to get I, the fear of the unknown. I don't know what's out there and so I'm just going to stay in here. Or we've even tried to find ways to get out of the cage ourselves. And I want you to understand today that it is only Jesus who can unlock the cage. It says in Galatians 5.1, It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. I think sometimes we look at life as a Christian and with Jesus and we think, there's rules and there's all, we think about all of the stuff, don't do this and don't do that and I can't do this and I can't do that. And I believe that the life that Jesus wants to give us is a life of freedom. It's not restraint. And so he's the only one that can unlock the cage. And we spend a lot of time looking to unlock the cage ourselves and never find the right key. And so we think this is the path to freedom. This is the path that is going to make me happy. And if I could just follow it, then I will be out and I'll be free. And oftentimes we find that those only lead to dead ends. There's a couple of passages that speak to this. Psalm 118 says, From my distress, 
from my distress, locked up in the cage. I called upon the Lord and the Lord answered me and he set me in a large space. He set me free as some translations say. In 1 John chapter two, it says, and if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, and he himself, Jesus himself is the, here's a big word, you ready? He is the propitiation for our sins. And not only for ours only, but also for those of the whole world. He came so that the whole world could be set free. And in 1 John 4, in this is love. Not that we loved God, not, but that he loved us and he sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. This word propitiation, it means to satisfy the wrath of God. Because of our sin, we have been locked up, but God came up with a solution to this problem by sending his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins so that we would be set free. And propitiation is not just about the satisfying of the wrath of God, but is also reconciling ourselves back to him. And so we look at this and we think, surely there is another way. Uh, any C.S. Lewis fans in here? C.S. Lewis is an amazing author and he wrote a series called The Chronicles of Narnia. One of those books in The Chronicles of Narnia is called The Silver Chair. And there's a, a passage that is talked about in this book. Um, there is a character in the, in the book, The Silver Chair. Her name is Jill Pohl. And she finds herself in the land of Narnia. And she goes to visit Aslan and his country. Aslan is the lion. He is the hero of the story. He is this Christ figure in the story. And Jill enters into the land of Narnia. She's parched with thirst. She is thirsty. And she finds a stream. And as she comes up to the stream, she encounters a majestic lion blocking her way. And she asks him to move. But he refuses. And the conversation goes like this. As she's being invited to come down to the stream and drink by the lion, she says, I daren't come and drink, said Jill. Then the lion said, then you will die of thirst. Oh dear, said Jill, coming another step nearer. I suppose I must go and look for another stream then. And the lion said, there is no other stream. See, many times we look and Jesus has been said that he's the only way. In fact, he said in John 14, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. But so many times we look for other ways to do it. Freedom is outside of the cage. Jesus has unlocked the cage, but it's only us who can step out of the cage. In Galatians 5, 13, it says, You were called to freedom, brethren. Only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. See, we were called to freedom. And I think when we think about, I, I, this is my picture of, of us living in the bondage and, and the, the problem of sin in our lives and the solution of stepping out into the freedom that Jesus wants to give us, it feels scary. We, we have a certain comfort level of, of even in our chains. Um, some of you have even seen the movie Shawshank Redemption. And it's been a great clip to show, but we have a nice, fun, mixed audience today. But you remember the end of that. 
that there was, there was struggle even leaving. And there are times for us where we, we feel like we have to hold on to our sin. We have to hold on to the things that, that really bind us that don't lead to freedom. Um, we, in our, in our script this week, had a, a map that, that showed up. And, and this is what the map looked like. Uh, this is a map of a place called Depart Zoo. Depart Zoo is the place that once you're in, you can never depart. Um, and, and you can kind of see some of the, the animals and, and, and things going on in Depart Zoo. But you can also see in the top corners, there's, there's this line here that says, there be danger here. Um, back in, in the olden times, back in the old days, imagine we have like GPS satellites that we're sending up to space. We have a good idea of what the earth looks like. There was a period of time in history long ago where the earth was thought to be flat. We didn't have this bird's eye perspective. But they, they would draw out on some of these maps, and here's one of the older ones. But when they didn't know what was beyond the sea, when they could only chart out so much, there was a place that there would be danger. And you could see that they would draw some of these scary creatures. And they would even sometimes say, there'd be dragons here. Don't go this way. And so there's this discomfort. How can we possibly go out there? We don't know what lies out there and in front of us. And we tend to just stay on our own maps. We tend to stay in the areas that are most comfortable for us. And Jesus is beckoning us and he's inviting us into a life that is much different than that. Jesus is inviting us to a life of freedom and adventure. And we kind of just stay here and say, I don't know about that life with you, Jesus. There, there could be trouble out there. And so there is a step of faith that we have to take. That we actually have to do this. Now there's a story that is told in, in the book of Acts. It's chapter 24. Um, we oftentimes will put off a relationship with Jesus for a time when he will be more convenient for us. Um, Paul, the same writer of Romans and the same writer of Galatians, he finds himself actually locked up. He is in custody and he has to meet with this guy named Felix who actually could set him free if he wanted to. But there's an exchange that goes on. While Paul is in custody, he has this meeting, and it's in Acts 24, verses 24 and 25. And this is what it says. I'm actually going to start a couple of verses early. But Felix, having a more exact knowledge about the way, that was what Christianity was called a couple thousand years ago, he put them off saying, when Lysias, the commander, comes down, I will decide on your case, Paul. Then he gave orders to the centurion for him to be kept in custody and yet have some freedom, and not to prevent any of his friends from coming to minister to him. But in verse 24, but some days later, Felix arrived with Drusilla, his wife who was a Jewess, and sent for Paul and heard him speak about what? About faith in Christ Jesus. Paul, even in his chains, is talking about faith in Christ Jesus. And it says in verse 25, But as he was discussing righteousness and self-control and the judgment to come, Felix became what? He became frightened. And he said, Go away for the present moment, and when I find time, I will summon you. He says, I, I don't know about this. I, I, I kind of want to just stay in my own place. I want to stay on my own map. Paul, I don't like what it is that you're saying. When I find time at a time that's more convenient for me, then I will have this conversation with you. But for right now, it's not happening. 
And I find it especially interesting that it says, Felix became frightened. When it's talking about, and he's, he's kind of a big shot in, in the Roman army, and it says that he became frightened. We actually had uh, one of our days during VBS, we had a theme that talked about this. And wait, was, wait, Pastor Matt, oh, guess what? Kenya. I loved that theme. Do you guys know Kenya? He's one of the cheetahs that was here this week. Hi, Kenya. That theme was my favorite theme. It was, even when you're afraid, yeah. Jesus loves you. That, it was that's, incredible. That's right. I was just trying to tell them yeah, about that. You know what? what? We actually did this incredible skit on Friday all about that. Yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome if we could but do that? I, but no, everybody's... I, no, I think we should do it. We should do it. Well, no, I think the animals went to Hume Lake this morning with Junior High. Actually, they're, they're, they're all back there. They're here. And they're... Yeah. We have okay. all the animals. Well, Roscoe's, Roscoe's not here. No, actually, oh, Roscoe, there's a message. He wants to meet you back there. Roscoe, he needs to talk to you. I, I'm in the middle of a message right now. We can't do that. Guys, we, sh- we should do it, right? We should totally do it. Okay, so just go, just you're, you're go. Sure. You Roscoe's, go. I got it. I'll take it from here. I, I, I guess I'll, I'll be back. Open okay. your Bibles. Just kidding. Uh, here we go. Kids, do you want to see this skit? <sighs> awesome. I'm so excited. But first... Let's see this clip from Madagascar. On three, I need everyone to say, hit it, guys. One, two, three. I have a plan. Really? I have devised a cunning test to see whether these are savage killers. No. Hi there. You let me handle it. Alex handles it. Marty does nothing. Oh, 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 sorry. Oh, Alex, what you No, 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 stop, stop. It's okay, it's okay. I'm just a silly, just a silly lion. Oh, jeez. Oh, my. Oh, you did, oh, baby. Geez. Did that big mean lion scare you? Uh-huh. He did. He's a big, bad old putty Ted, isn't he? Come on, Mama, hold you. Aww, they are so you. cute from a reasonable distance. Sweetest little thing. Oh, I just want to dunk him in my coffee. Well, howdy, how's everybody doing? Yeah, hi. Uh, my name's Roscoe, and I'm the groundskeeper here at Depart Zoo. That means I clean up all the the bad stuff. Now. Uh, here in Depart Zoo, we, we have lots of animals, and uh, we've been telling this story. I mean, we have some animals that were actually born here in the zoo. We have a, a gorilla named Louie and a flamingo named Bella. We even have a zebra named Zeke. They're all born here in Depart Zoo. And then there's like this, this evil zookeeper. His name is Marcel. And Marcel was trying for a long time to capture a cheetah named Kenya. Now, at first, all the animals who were born here in Depart Zoo, they actually thought life was good. And then they realized after the, the, the cheetah named Kenya was caught, he told them about life in the wild, how to run in the wild with the king. And, and so they started to become a little bit, you know, they started longing for their own freedom. So they actually spent all night talking. And Kenya was telling them about all the adventures that he had. And, and they'd been talking all night. And 
by morning time, they actually knew exactly what they had to do to leave Depart Zoo. So, so that's it, Louis, Bella, Zeke, that's it. That, that's what the king, how the king works. He wants us to call on his name, and, and then he will save us. Wow. Okay, perfection. You will come tomorrow morning. Marcel will give you the animals, and you will give me the money. <laughs> Every last one of these animals will become animal crackers, and Marcel will become rich, and finally get even with the king. <laughs> Guys, I know you must be afraid to leave the, the only home that you've ever known, but listen, the king... He knows that you're scared, and, and he promises to be with us. If you want to be set free, you just have to call upon the king. Wow. That's it. Forget to pick up tomorrow. Get these animals out of my zoo now. <laughs> oh, hello there, animals. How are you doing? <laughs> okay, Marcel forgot something. There is one way. One way to get out of Depart Zoo. What? And that way is on the back of the truck to the Animal Cracker Factory. <laughs> you will become soon little tasty bite-sized cookie morsels for me and my tummy. <laughs> You've forgotten. Have you forgotten everything Kenya told us? We need to call upon the king. Now is the time. And we need all of your help too. Everyone, we need to call out to the king. So on the count of three, I need you to scream as loud as possible. Maybe the king will hear us. One, two, three. Ah! Wow! What? It worked! It worked! One more drink from the water hole before I leave. Good idea, Zeke. Oh, man. As Zeke bent down to the watering hole that day, he noticed something that he'd never seen before. For when he looked down in the reflection of the water, he saw the Depart Zoo sign backwards. And for the first time, he put it all together that Depart, spelled backwards, is actually trapped. And then he saw right through all of Marcel's plans. What? Trapped! We've been trapped here all along. I knew it. Oh, it's Marcel! Are you ready to get out of here, Louie? I don't know. 
I'm, I'm still a little scared. I don't know if the king even wants me in the wild. After everything that I've done wrong, how do I even know he wants me there? Oh, Louis, nothing, nothing, I mean nothing could be further from the truth. I used to run with the king in the wild. It was amazing. Marcel, he was always trying to catch me. But I knew, I knew that the king, he is good. God, Louis, listen. This is about how you want to live your life. Stuck here in these cages? Or do you want to live free? For the first time in forever, there'll be freedom. It'll be right. For the first time in forever, we'll be running through the night. Wait, wait, wait. No, Kenya, just... Calm down for a second. There's a question that I always wanted to ask you. Why did you do it? Why did you take the bait? Marcel's been trying to catch you for so long and you've always avoided capture. Why did you take the bait? You know what, Louis? I messed up. Cheetahs aren't perfect, okay? I, I, I shouldn't have done that. But when I first got here, I felt left out. I, I felt different, but I knew that the king, he loved me. You know, I, I don't always understand what the king does, but I know that he is good. And even though I've done wrong, I know that the king, he loves me. Listen, Louis, even though you've done wrong, the king, he, he's coming after you. He's inviting you to come. Look, the cage doors are open. You have to decide whether or not you are going to live free. But Kenya, how do I know that the king wants me in the wild? Well, Louis, you just got to talk to him. Ask him. What? I can do that? I can, just, I can just talk to him? Of course. Just talk. Okay, I mean, I'll give it a shot. Um, King, I know we've never really had a conversation before, and I feel a little funny talking to someone that I can't see, but I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm afraid. I don't know if you really want me in the wild, but if you do, if you do want me in the wild, and you really do, then I'll come, and I'll follow you, and I'll run with you in the wild for all of my days. So, did you, did you hear that? Whoa, the king, he heard me! Kenya, let's go! Let's go! As you might expect that day, Zeke and Bella, Louie and Kenya, they made it out that day, but whatever happened to our friend Marcel? Well, he went on to catch more animals and put them in the zoo, but that is not how his story ends, you see, because there's going to come a day where Marcel is not capturing the animals anymore, but the king will come and he will put Marcel in a cage and the king will rule forever. <laughs> no more animal crackers for Marcel. That's right. No more animal crackers, Marcel. And what about our other friends? What happened to them? Where are they now? Take a look.
I couldn't find them anywhere. Where did they go? What did you guys think? Have fun? That's just a little bit of taste. We went blonde to cover up the gray. You know, here's the question though. It's up on the screen. What, what prisoners have been set free but prefer to stay in their chains? I mean, imagine the doors have been open and in our lives, Jesus has done that. He has said, you have been set free. And, and imagine, like this is, this is a, a ball in the chain, right? Imagine somebody wearing this and dragging this chain around their whole life and, and it's finally like taken off and now they can walk with freedom and they instead of just walking and leaving it behind, they say, I'm just gonna carry this around. I'm just gonna hold on to it. Many of us, this is what we do and this is how we live in our lives of sin and we don't live in the freedom that Jesus has has given us and, and poured out. And so I, I want you to just think about this in your own life. I am so excited to tell you that 216 kids made a decision for the first time to put their trust and faith in Jesus Christ. Some of you are parents and families and you came here because you heard that your kids went to this crazy church and heard about all of the zoo animals and fun stuff that they did. Maybe you are finding yourself locked up in chains too and you want to step into that freedom. And I encourage you to just walk through, to, to step in and to say, Jesus, I receive what you have done for me, that your blood was shed on the cross as an atonement, as a covering for my sin, the propitiation, the covering of, of everything that you have taken my sin and you've satisfied the wrath of God by death on the cross. And so I want you to even just think about, and these questions I, I encourage you to sit with are on the back of your outline, but what are the places in your own life that you need to be set free so that you might begin to live free? Think about things personal in your life. Think about your marriage and the change that maybe you've experienced in some of your marriage. Even parenting and, and children, work and your friendships, all of these areas of life. Christ died so that we might have freedom. This is not a faith that restricts us and, and tells you all of the things you can't do. Jesus wants us to live free. And I want to encourage you even just to think through. We have some things set up here at this church. Um, we talk about life groups all the time. This is where we get help and support. This is a large church, and so we need to grow small if we're going to be growing at all. We need people who are going to be walking alongside of us, running in the wild with us. Because it is wild, and it's not a promise that it's going to be an easy life. So we, I encourage you to like jump in and get into a life group. Some of you have come to this church for a long, long time, and you attend every Sunday, and you've never set foot into a life group. So I encourage you, jump in. Um, we also just want you to know that there's some things happening this summer um, that we, we wanted to just let you know about. One of the reasons that we put VBS so early in the summer uh, is so that we would have the rest of the summer to be connecting. Um, and, and so there are some things that are happening. Uh, we have a family movie night that's coming up. And a lot of this stuff is already in your bulletin. But we have a church picnic, like Dave said. And at the end of the summer, we get to just celebrate. And we do beach baptisms and a church bonfire. And so we talk about some of these things. And we get to celebrate and look back. Uh, but my encouragement to all of you is, is to really just put your trust and your faith in Jesus Christ. He is the only answer and the only way that we are ever going to live free. Um, so I want to pray for us. Um, we are not done just yet. So don't go. 
Um, but we're going to just take a moment. We're going to close in prayer um, for this part. We're going to worship a little bit. You don't want to get out of your seats, though, because in a few minutes we have a, a closing video. And uh, it really just gives us a summation of everything. You get to see the sights and the sounds, and it's fantastic. Um, but we're going to take an offering right now. And so if you're visiting us today and you're our guest, this would be a great opportunity to put the card in there. And I just want you to know as our church body, our fiscal year is wrapping up uh, this week. We close out at the end of June. Uh, significantly short in some ways. And so I just want to just even have, have you take a moment and say, Lord, um, what is it that you want me to give? Many of you have given snacks and donations of, of your time this week. But um, what are the things that maybe God is even asking you to give financially as we have a shortfall going in to close this year up? But let me um, just pray for us, and uh, we'll have the worship team come up. We're going to pray, and we'll uh, close things out in a few. All right, join me. God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, so that we might have life, and we might have life abundantly. Thank you for your immense love for us. Thank you for setting me free in my life. I pray, God, that for those folks here today who have been living in chains, for those folks who are sitting here today and they, they've been living this life, maybe not in full freedom and, and going down other avenues and chasing other things, um, I pray this morning we would realize that there is freedom in the life that you have offered us. So give us boldness. It takes courage to step away from things that are familiar. It takes courage to step away from sins that we've been holding on to for a long time. So be with us and give us that bravery and courage that you would walk with us all the days of our lives. And Lord, as we receive this offering, we pray that it just continues to go to the work and the mission of Calvary Church. That we would continue to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ here in this place and the uttermost parts of the earth even places like Moldova. God, just work here in this body, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.